What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Why Not Game podcast. One, two, three, four. Happy Wednesday, my dudes and dudettes. It's me, Benjamin P., and joining me for the final time in the year of our Lord 2022. We have the magnificent, the majestic, the blind DJ. What's up? <laughs> and of course, the beautiful, the delectable, the spontaneously handsome Travi Daddy. You know, I wanted to always model everything after uh, Neil Patrick Harris from How I Met Your Mother. Exactly. You know how, like, you ever watch that show and how he was, like, photogenic or whatever? Yes. All the time. Yeah, that's me. That's it. Just kidding. It's not me. Well, you know what they say. 2022, it was a great year. A lot of fabulous games were released. A lot of fabulous games were discussed here on our show. But how great 2022 has been. As far as, you know, our episodes, I think this is one of the episodes that I'm most excited for. This is one game that I am super excited, super hyped to talk about. And, you know, we didn't give a little hint uh, last episode. And so if you read the episode name, you still don't know what we're going to be talking about. So, hey, you're going to have to stick around and find out why we're so excited for this game. But before we jump into that, you know, I got to check in with the boys. Travis, how's it going? It's going great. Um, Survived Nicole. So she didn't really mess anything up too bad. Thankfully, we were still able to record. Um, But yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Staying crazy busy and just going to get busier as the holidays come into town. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. You know, it's nice that Nicole you know, kind of stayed away. Now I will say, you know, we were here, well, you weren't here for Ian. You were in Texas for Mm. Ian. So, you know, with Ian coming, you know, I did not lose power with Ian. And Ian was this big storm, you know, but I didn't lose power. It literally went right up. How did you not lose power? But for Nicole, for Nicole, I lost power for like three hours. And you know, I was devastated because I was given the day off of work. You know, schools were closed because the buses can't ride if there's 35 mile per hour wind. I was planning on video gaming all day. And lo and behold, the power shut off and it broke my heart. But, you know, other than that, nothing really serious happened, which is good, at least for us. I'm sure there are people still dealing with the, you know, the tragic effects and the damage and destruction left behind from Ian. And this is just more on top of that. Um, but you know what? We're going to stick to the positives today. Um, and we're going to keep it light, keep it tight and we're going to keep it right. So DJ, how's it going, man? Hey man, it's going great. Hope you guys have had a fantastic week. Um, little bittersweet that we are recording our final episode of the year, but like you, like you said to a little bit ago, it's been great. It's been fun. But we'll get into more of that kind of wrap-up stuff later toward the end of this episode. But um, for me and the family, the week's been going good. Um, we are, as as always, recording this early. Um, so just wanted to kind of 
touch bait back real quick on on last week's episode um, when we talked about Gotham Knights and how I had mentioned, you know, Batman Beyond and Kevin Conroy and all the well, I'm sure all of you, all of you gamers out there know that the beloved Mr. Conroy passed away um, actually the day after we recorded the Gotham Knights episode. So I was a little heavy hearted there, but um, thankful that uh, he's not suffering with his cancer diagnosis any longer. So rest in peace, Mr. Kevin Conroy. And uh, thank you for decades of great work as the Dark Knight. You know, I 100% agree with your sentiments, Dave. Um, please, you know, disregard my whole keep it light uh, memo that I gave out a couple minutes ago because my <laughs> goodness was that heavy. Yeah. Oh, it was It was it, a little it heavy. Was. It, it yeah, was. Yeah. It was. It's just, you know, something hey, I wanted to We got to pay respect though. when respect is due. You Absolutely. Know, he was a legendary um, actor, voice actor, and, you know, he will be greatly missed by – you yes. know, obviously his family, but also fans around the world. Um, sure. So shout out, shout out to to Batman. Um, well, fabulous. You know, I'm excited to talk about this game, um, our game of the week. But before we do that, I'm really curious, you know, what have y'all been playing lately? Uh, DJ, what you been playing this week? Um, kind of dabbling in, you know, some, some of the old favorites, like always, um, the... Old school Mario Party and Mario Party Two dropped for the Switch a couple weeks ago for the D, uh, for the um, online expansion. So reliving my childhood there a little bit. Um, still playing in the ukulele and the Impossible Layer on the PlayStation, and uh, you know just kind of loading up my catalog for what to play during our little hiatus and uh, mm. what to ramp up for for next season. Yeah. It's it's gonna be super duper exciting. Um, me personally, right now, something I've been playing a lot of uh, has been that triangle strategy, and I've been talking about this game for a minute uh, because it's not a game that I play. Like I'm not gonna sit down and play several hours of it. I actually like break it up, chunk it by the different chapters, and you know, it is such a captivating story that I'm going to be a little disappointed when it ends. However, I've been like keeping track in my notes on my computer and on my phone of the decisions that I've made because you make decisions and it changes the outcome of the story. Because if Mm -hmm. I do decide to do that second playthrough, I'm going to do it with making like different decisions. Um, And so I'm kind of trying to keep track just in case, you know, I forget or I see a scene and it makes me mad at a certain person and I want to kill them. Maybe I'll choose to spare them instead, um, knowing that. But uh, Travis, what about you? What you been playing lately? Well, um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I'm actually almost done with it. Um, nice. I don't know if I'll get the DLC or not, to be honest. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I've also been playing... Um, I made a second profile on my Switch, and so I've been playing Breath of the Wild again from the very beginning. Nice. And, nice. Oh my god, that game is so good. So good. I understand why it was Game of the Year in 2017. I'm going to be honest with Travis. And when I bought that game, I bought it used at GameStop um, because I didn't get a I didn't get a you know Nintendo Switch till later on. Um, I was still in college. I was broke. You know, we had to find we had to cut our costs. I think I even 
did like e-rewards, which you do surveys. And if you get enough money in the surveys, you can get gift cards. And I think I actually got enough surveys and gift cards to finally be able to purchase that game. And I got it. I bought it used. And I was just, I couldn't get into it. I played maybe for two hours and I turned it back in at GameStop, got my money back because I just couldn't get into it. But, you know, a little spoiler alert to the future, um, to 2022, you know, that is a game that we are going to be playing. We are going to be covering it. Um, You know, I have secured or 2023, whatever year it is. It doesn't matter. Jeez, don't correct me. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. You can correct <laughs> me anytime you want. Um, but that is a a game that, you know, I've already, I already have another copy. Um, I'm excited to start playing it, but I am also, it's one of those games where I just know how daunting of a task it's going to be to complete that game, especially if I want to see and complete all the things that there is to see and complete. Um, yeah. <laughs> so who knows if I'm going to, you know, strive for everything. If I'm just going to golden path it, you know, we'll see, you know, who knows, maybe I'll start playing it and I'll fall in love with it this time. Um, but that's, you know, a small sneak peek into the future of the why not game podcast. Cause as we mentioned last week, we're not going away. No, no, no. We're just taking a little break mm. um, for the mm. holiday season. And, you know, we've talked enough. I feel just about ourselves and about what we're currently playing. Uh, are y'all okay with us jumping into the game of the week? Let's do it, bro. Yes. Let's go. Fantastic. Fantastic. So today we are going to be talking about one of the weirdest yet greatest crossovers in the history of multimedia, you know, in my opinion. Um, we're going to be talking about the legendary icon. Marvel versus Capcom. Just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. All right. Well, since we haven't talked about it yet, I have a question for you. How crazy would it be if there was a Marvel versus DC fighting game? That would be amazing. I think that would be really cool. I'm honestly kind of surprised they haven't done that. You know, it's because they can't just work together. Now, how about this? What if there was an Avengers tag or team up movie with the Justice League? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot I of mean, worlds colliding there. I mean, look at look at Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. God, that's true. That's true, true. I'm just saying. Great film, great film. So now that, you know, we've got that sour taste of Marvel versus Capcom out of our mouth <laughs> with an even sourer taste of the Avengers and Justice League being in the movie together, um, let me go back to my little monologue about one of the greatest, craziest collaborations, crossovers that we have ever seen. We have the ever-popular, ever-growing franchise you know, it was really in its heyday when this collaboration happened. That is Final Fantasy coming off the heels of 7, 8, 9, 10, all being phenomenal successes. And everyone loves the mouse. Yes, we're talking about Mickey. Square Soft. Or was it Square Enix at that time? It doesn't matter. We're not getting into the nitty gritty details. But they teamed up with Disney to create a fabulous crossover game. That still lives on, you know, some 20-odd years later. 
We're, of course, talking about the now legendary series, Kingdom Hearts. Yes. And before we jump into the nitty-gritty details of this game, DJ is going to hit us with some numbers. So go for it, my guy. All right. For the final time in 2022, by the numbers is here, and it is presented today by HeartGuard. If you're looking to restore a princess's heart, call yourself a Keyblade wielder. That's heart guard. All right. So here we go, guys. The numbers. Kingdom Hearts. It I is exactly. You. I know. <laughs> I, right. just, I, I just I just, needed to let that be known that, like, <laughs> you know, season I'm, two, you're not yes. doing that nonsense, Dave. <laughs> That's not going to be acceptable. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> no. Um, 20-year anniversary this year, guys. Kingdom Hearts hit shelves in Japan on March 28th of 2002. Hit it here September 17th of that year. And Europe and Australia in November. So it is 20 years old this year, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, it It is an action RPG, which is wonderful. Those games are all sorts of fun. Total sales for this game on the PS2, there have been, where did it go? Here it is, 6 million copies. Yeah. And that, and that includes the standard version and the PlayStation Greatest Hits version. So, yep, 6 million copies of the original PS2 Kingdom Hearts. Um, Metacritic. Gave it a well-deserved 85 out of 100. And, of course, we got to get in here with uh, IGN, a 9 out of 10, and Game Informer, 9.5 out of 10. So a lot of of well-respect there. Um, I was nominated for several awards, did not win Game of the Year or anything like that, but I think there was, like, some best story and best gameplay, things like that. But um, Fabulous. But yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. You know, this is definitely a game that, you know, we mentioned last week, we were all very excited to talk about. And, you know, sometimes when we talk about Kingdom Hearts or when Kingdom Hearts is brought up, you know, a lot of people who maybe have or haven't played the games, they like to harp on the fact that the story is so convoluted, the story is so confusing, the story it's so hard to get into. The story doesn't make sense. It's just one big, big confusing miss of mumbo jumbo. And as someone who's played all the games, I understand, you know, where those arguments come from, where those things come from. But I wholeheartedly disagree. If you play all the games, it makes sense. However, that's not really the case for a lot of people. Um, because if you think about it, you know, the numbered games, we have Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. We're only going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 1 today. But outside of one, two, and three, there's also five games outside of that. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. like Chain of Memories, Dream Drop Distance, three eighty five, two over two days. Uh, you got Recoded. You've got zero yep. point two Birth by Sleep, the regular Birth by Sleep. Oh you yeah, Remind. You've got yeah um, Union. There's Cross a lot happening. The mobile phones. There's, a, there's lot. a lot happening, right? But luckily, you know, when this game released in 2002, it was a standalone game. Only story you needed to know is what was happening right there. And in my opinion, this game 
is phenomenal. It stood the test of time. And before we break it down into all the different sections, you know, I would love for anyone, someone to just give us an overview. What is this game about? Mind if I take this one, guys? I don't care. Go for it. All right. Kingdom Hearts sets up in a world known as Destiny Islands, where these three young friends, Sora, Riku, and Kairi, are planning their great adventure to make a raft, drift off to sea, and explore new worlds. They're ready to get off of their island. And uh, lo and behold, after you know a few of the opening things you have to do to get everything prepared, it's the night before your big trip. And all of a sudden, your entire world changes. Um, the, the darkness invades your world. Um, Riku, your best friend, ends up giving way to this darkness and disappearing. Yes, you ended up fighting this creature known as Darkseid. And next thing you know, you're waking up in a whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> Fittingly no. enough, a new not, not, yet. Not, yet. Not, not the first point one you go to. You. No, no, it's not. It's not. But I did make the Aladdin segue, so that's you did perfectly acceptable. <laughs> did my singing Is just like silence? Did my well, singing no? Because I was done stop. with that. Like oh. Well, yeah, no. You just stopped so abruptly. <laughs> when you I did. said the whole new world thing, that was basically the transition to, you know, somebody else pick up in the story, or am I going to, like, like how much, I don't know how many itty-bitty details you wanted me to spill there. You know, Dave, kind of like the itty-bitty spider, when he went up the water spout, yes. down came the rain and washed the spider out. He gone. He you know gone. what I'm saying? Um, right. But to, to pick up what you're putting down. Yes, sir. You know, the three amigos get wiped off their island, right? And then we start our adventure in this new world, Traverse Town. And that's when we experience, um, we meet Donald Duck and Goofy. And Sora, Donald Duck, and Goofy, they're kind of the, the party. They travel around to all these Disney worlds trying to find uh, Riku, trying to find Kyrie, trying to reunite Sora with his friends. But they also know that he is the wielder of this key, and this key is supposed to help them find their king, Mickey. Which is, you know, the reason why Donald and Goofy want Sora to stay around, and Sora wants Donald and Goofy to stay around, kind of because they're the only ones that have the ability to travel between worlds with their gummy ship, you know, and lo and behold, they travel throughout the worlds. The evil person, Maleficent, to any Disney fans who know who that is, is trying to find the seven princesses of heart and collect their hearts to then open what is known as Kingdom Hearts. But after several twists and turns, bumps and bruises along the way, the good guys win, right? Mm -hmm. That's really what it's about here. This is a story about friendship and about, obviously, you know, we have good versus evil. We have friendship. And something that really stood out to me, you know, when I was playing this game, uh, you know, back in the day, because I remember having this game 
I believe in 2002 or 2003, we got it fairly early on in its life cycle. Yes, we did. You know, the enemies in this game are called Heartless. And it's interesting because you first see these creatures, you know, on Destiny Island. But in Traverse Town, when you first see them, there's literally a man that's like running outside of a store. And then he like stumbles and then like, boom, turns into this Heartless. And so it was something that, you know, as a 10 year old, you know, that was something that was kind of traumatizing to me was that like, okay, these little dark creatures are going to just, you know, consume you and kind of make you become them. And, you know, like I said before, I played Final Fantasy X when I was about 10 years old. And that whole concept, you know, with the bad guy name being like the bad thing, like the big monster being named Sin, I was like, oh my goodness. Whoa. And and same thing with this Heartless situation. Um, But, you know, Travis, I would really love to know your thoughts on the story of Kingdom Hearts. So I actually played it, um, and it's really cool because I didn't even know I still had this um, until I, like, had went back to my mom's house. Well, I got my grandma's house because that's where I grew up. And um, they had put in a bag for me, like, some old consoles and stuff like that. So I had my Wii that could play like the GameCube games and stuff. But um, anyway, so I was digging around in there, and one day I found my old 2009, it was like marked uh, memory card that had my save data from Kingdom Hearts 1. And then while I was in college, a really good buddy of mine gave me his old PS2 Slim. And so with Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory... Um, and so when I, he gave that to me, actually me and my best friend that I was living with at the time had both went through and, um, played kingdom hearts one all the way through. So I've had a lot of really good memories with this game. Um, that being said, I do get some of the first one and the second one story mixed a lot. So, um, because I actually played kingdom hearts two before I played the first one. But mm. that's a whole nother episode. But yes. I do like it. Um, it was very good. I enjoyed the story. I very much enjoyed the Disney characters and going to the different worlds and all that stuff. To me, it was like, oh my gosh, I could literally go to every single like Disney uh, movie thing that if they wanted to make it to a world, I could literally sit down and probably play this game forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for The Little Mermaid. I hate that world. Oh my goodness, don't get us started on The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I had a feeling that was a general consensus. It was it was it was different, that's was for trash. sure. It was well, it's okay. It, yeah, definitely not the best level in the game, no. but I don't I don't think it was terrible. Um but yeah, so going along with the story here, um I just kind of go back off what you said, Ben, with um, the main villain being Maleficent. That is true, but she also recruited, like, if we can kind of coin this phrase here, the Disney version of the Legion of Doom. And what I mean by that is, from all the worlds that you face, you have the respective villains of these worlds. When you go to Agrabah, you fight Jafar. When you go to Olympus Coliseum, you fight Hades. When you go to Halloween Town from the Nightmare Before Christmas. You fight Oogie Boogie, you know, Little Mermaid's Atlantica. You fight Ursula. So you get to see, you know, all of these 
lands, but you also get to fight their respective villains because they're all one by one. You need to go through these steps in order to ultimately get to Maleficent, who's located in the in the realm of Hollow Bastion there. And, of course, one by one, the villains die. They get consumed by the darkness, yada, yada. So I just thought yeah. that was cool, too, how with each of the worlds you can go in and and fight their respective villains. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And speaking of worlds, you know, I think it's important to – to talk about all of the worlds and Mm kind of get a consensus of, you know, thinking of the first game, you know, what our favorite worlds were. So I actually made a list of all the worlds, so I wouldn't forget. Um, But just thinking about the Disney worlds that we go to. uh, So we have Olympus Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the deep jungle, which is Tarzan. Oh yeah. Um, We have Wonderland. So Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we have Agrabah. Um, we have Atlantica, which is Little Mermaid there. Um, we have Halloween Town. We have Neverland. And we have Monstro, which is the whale from Pinocchio. And then finally, we also have the Hundred Acre Wood. Mm-hmm. And so out of all the Disney worlds and the Disney characters that we meet from the first game, Travis, which Disney world do you think was your favorite? Ooh. Um, to be honest, I think, again, this is probably going to be a general consensus with everybody. Um, I really loved Halloween Town, which is the Nightmare Before Christmas. I thought the outfits, the Keyblade, all that stuff was really neat. But I also absolutely loved the Hundred Acre Woods. Being mm-hmm. able to hang out with Pooh and Rabbit and Tigger. Like, I love that. I grew up watching Winnie the Pooh as a kid. So that was like so awesome to see uh, growing up. Nice. Nice. DJ, what about you? What, was your, what do you think your favorite Disney World would be? Um... Out of that game, it would probably have to go to... It's kind of a tie between Halloween Town and Agrabah. All right. All right. So, so far we got two for Halloween Town. My goodness. I think I'm going to shock the world with my answer here. Um, But my favorite world in these games, and it's a simple one, but it's the one that I have like the most fond memories with. I'm going to go straight up Olympus Coliseum. Mm-hmm. You know, the the yeah. Coliseum element of the game is something that really gives this game more life and more, you know, replayability, playability, things like that. Um, but no, I, I like that. Now I'm going to go similarly least favorite world. Um, and we'll go in the same order. Travis, I think you already alluded to what your least favorite one is, but if you could just confirm that for us. So to be honest, my least favorite, yes, is probably Atlantica. I hate the aerial. I hate all of it, which is crazy because I normally love like underwater stuff. But I also did not like the deep jungle. Um, I loved the whole idea behind it, but there was one part and it always tripped me up as a kid and as an adult that I could not stand. And I hate it because it's the vines. It's no, it's not even the vines. It was the stupid jaguar thing when you had to go across the entire map trying to find it and kill it. 
Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about Sabor the cheetah or the yeah or cheetah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, stupid cat is. I hate that part because they don't ever tell you. So you have to literally just go until it jumps out and tries to kill you. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's part. true. That's true. All right, but okay. yeah, my least favorite though is Atlantica. All right, DJ, what about you? Uh, least favorite I will have to go with is Wonderland, and that's just simply because of all the different, you know, all the different nooks and crannies and secret entrances throughout the throughout the um, Lotus Forest, I guess, there where you can go into these different rooms and drink the potions and the rooms are sideways and everything. It's just so confusing because you've got a, you know, you think you found a new one, you know, and you end up backtracking, especially when you're trying to find the clues to prove Alice's innocence there. That's true. Um, but that's uh, true. That one, that one gives me a fit and fun fact on your deep jungle thing there um, due to some kind of legal rights, I think is the reason why, but deep jungle was only ever, mentioned in any way shape or form in kingdom hearts one yeah i don't yeah. remember i guess it i didn't was know it never, was a legal thing i yeah, don't i don't um, remember the, if it was a legal family, thing or the family that owns the rights to tarzan um because disney did not own the rights to tarzan but tarzan was a movie that had come out recently and so they wanted to utilize the, those characters in this game um but the family that owns those right the rights to uh the character um you know they they had some legal legal battles with Disney. Uh-huh. Um, that was the cause for that. And I'm going to, you know, once again, I'm going to agree with Travis as far as Atlantica, but also I absolutely did not like Hundred Acre Woods. Really, I'm going to be honest with you. You know the, the sp- mini like, games were annoying. Well, that's the know. thing is like. You know, it, it kind of has become a staple in Kingdom Hearts, though. And I know we're only talking about Kingdom Hearts 1, but yeah. throughout the games, right, 100 Acre Wood is in almost every single game, including the spinoff games. And that is kind of the hub for the mini games. And so as you progress and like knowing that now, like, OK, I get it. I understand the point of it. But as far as the purpose it served in Kingdom Hearts, I did not like the world. I did not. I did not. I did not. And now we're just going to go to another question because I think this question is very important to understand um, each other a little bit better. And this is kind of your tryout to see if you will be on the team for season two. Um, But what Final Fantasy character were you most excited to see as you were playing through Kingdom Hearts? And we're going to start this time with DJ. Oh my gosh, that is such a hard question to answer. But I'm gonna have to pick the Moogle. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's no, a good one. Because um, you've got Squall, who goes by Leon. You've got Yuffie. You've got um, Eris. You got you got so many good characters. I even like how in Destiny Island you've got. Waka, you've got Titus, and you've got Selfie, which was which was amazing too. Even though they weren't really major major players, um, but good lord, so many so many tough ones. But I'm gonna have to go with Cloud. Mm, all right, 
Very cool. That Very we cool. meet in Olympus Coliseum. And of course, anybody that knows Final Fantasy, if you've got Cloud, you've got Sephiroth. Okay. Which is my favorite um, extra boss fight. Just throwing that out there for fun. Okay. All right. Travis, what about you? Oh, gosh. So, all right. So I'm going to give the answer that probably I would give to you had I not played Final Fantasy X or had started it. Um, and I'm a, I'm agree with DJ. It was probably Cloud into Sephiroth. I thought that that was really cool because um, I still never even really played Final Fantasy VII when I was younger. But because of them being like such iconic characters in the Final Fantasy realm, like some of the other side or uh, spinoff games of Final Fantasies that I've played, I've always been so excited with them because I thought they were so cool. Um, so yeah, I'd say cloud, but I really loved how they had, uh, Titus or, or Titus, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as like a kid, like a little kid, like yeah. when he was a little kid, I thought that that was really neat. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's just so, they literally pulled every single good character from final fantasies across like yeah. almost all of them and put them in this game. And I'm like, God, that's yeah. a hard question. Yeah. yeah. I'd definitely- say cloud. They definitely pulled, you know, iconic characters and, you know, not leaning into another game because we said we were just going to talk about this one. But it was really cool to see, like, because we had those iconic characters in the first one, but how they kind of elevated that in number two um, mm-hmm. by bringing mm-hmm. some more characters that were that were like iconic in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, kind of unexpected because that's the thing is it is kind of unexpected. Like when you go to this Traverse town and then you see Leon with the gun blade, like anyone that was a fan automatically knew, Oh my gosh, he has a gun blade. Like that's, that's squall, you know? And so those, those things were really cool as fans of final fantasy. Um, and I'm going to stick with the theme of final fantasy seven and say my favorite, um, was definitely Sephiroth. Um, Finding yep. him in the Coliseum after completing certain certain objectives was definitely yes. something that, you know, was shocking. Um, yep. And if you didn't know that that fight was going to happen, it only lasted about five seconds and then you were obliterated. Um, yeah. But it is absolutely, you know, it's, it's really cool how they've yep. kind of, they were able to harness the popularity of those characters and mix them so well with the Disney characters. Because mm-hmm. some of the interactions between, you know, I'm thinking of the beginning in Traverse Town when you have Donald Duck and Goofy talking with um, Aerith about, Leon. you know, the key oh. and Leon and all those things. It's just mm-hmm. like they just, I don't know, it flowed so well and it works so well. It does. Right. And I love when Goofy just yells Leon all the yeah. time. Yeah, Goofy it's so is funny. amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Going back to your Sephiroth fight, though, just want to throw this out there. The soundtrack for this game is incredible, and the fact that they oh, had, have yeah. Sephiroth's music from Final Fantasy VII in this game when you fought him, just icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. The music to Kingdom Hearts has always been one of my favorite things. You know, they have one of the most iconic, I feel like I've said that a lot, iconic um like opening songs with Dearly yes. Beloved. Um, that's a song that almost every gamer would recognize. And I actually went to, you know, not too long ago, went to one of like a Kingdom Hearts orchestra 
Um, and the composer, uh, which is uh, Yoko Shimomura, actually was there at the concert and she signed my little like book thing from there. And so that was super cool. That uh, is able amazing. To, yeah. Know, meet I'm the jealous. person behind such iconic music. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about like, you know, the story, the characters, things like that. We really haven't talked much about gameplay. You know, DJ mentioned this is an action RPG. Um, but DJ, could you could you give us a little bit more? Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you do in this game? All right. Well, um, you know, like, let's just go off Final Fantasy here, for example, since we do have some of their elements in the game. You know, like you walk around, you encounter your your fiends, or in this case, your heartless, and things like that. While while Final Fantasy is more of like a turn-based RPG where, you know, you fight, they fight, you fight, they fight. Here it's more of, you know, as far as fighting style goes, you can run, jump the whole nine yards, but you still have that feel of, okay, are you going to attack? Are you going to use your magic? Are you going to do this and that? So there's more there's more action behind it than just your standard, you know, three presses of a button and wait till your next turn. So there's... There's that element. There's the um, there's the adventure element, of course. You know, with exploring the worlds and you know finding these things, and you've got your collectibles with the Trinity marks, with the 101 Dalmatians, or excuse me, 99 Dalmatians, because the mom and dad are in Traverse Town. Um, but you know, there's there's so many different things with that. But yeah, that's kind of my oops, sorry, that's kind of my take on the whole action RPG thing. Fabulous. Fabulous. You know, Can I just say something about those Trinity marks. Do it. They will be forever ruined by the Kingdom Hearts Talisman game. I hate those cards. Oh man. <laughs> that is a fun board game though. That is, it a, is great a fun board game. board game. Like that is fun. And let's be honest, if we were to play that game with a decent number of people, like I think those We should do that for an episode. That would be a long episode. It, it would, would, but that would be awesome. It would be. Sorry. It would be. Maybe, you know, because this is something we haven't really talked about much um, regarding season two uh, in 2023. But we are going to be doing some, you know, live video content. Um, and so I definitely think that we can make something work with that, um, especially for us locals here in Florida. Sorry, DJ. That's all right. That's okay. You're, you're a voted Just off move the to the other beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, but you know, the, the game, you know, it does have those collectibles. Um, I personally think the collectibles aren't like outrageous. Um, as someone who played this game on the PS3 and PS4 via the kingdom hearts 1.5 remix thing, you know, I do have the platinum, uh, for both of those. So, you know, you have to unlock all the treasure chests. You have to um, find all the trinities, find all the Dalmatians, all that stuff. But another mm-hmm. element that, you know, hasn't been discussed yet is the fact that you actually have a, a ship, a spaceship, if you will, uh, called the gummy ship. And as you're traveling throughout the worlds, as you're traveling to the different worlds, you actually have to use your gummy ship and it's kind of like, um, what's that game? Asteroid? You know, where you yeah. have your ship or, and you're kind uh, of like... Galaga. 
or right, and you're you're kind of shooting them now. Obviously, this is this isn't a you know a top down two D shooter. You know, we have three D. We're moving, um, but it's it's kind of cool because you have to you know navigate through these different areas. Um, there's certain you can like destroy other enemies. You can customize your gummy ship, and throughout the game, you actually can unlock some really cool customizations for this thing and have a really awesome. Uh, ship. Now, I will say that this probably isn't a lot of people's favorite part about this game. In fact, we probably nope. could have went this whole episode without even mentioning the gummy ship, because while it is a a good piece of you know gameplay um, and it is a good piece, it allows you to you know have that customizability. Um, don't know if that's a word or not, but it was it was just something that added a little bit of flair and switch up to the gameplay. Another yeah. thing I want to talk about when I'm talking about being able to customize things is that your keyblade doesn't always stay the same. In fact, it starts out as just a key. Uh, but one thing that's awesome about it is you can get these keychains, um, which would change the look of your keyblade. So, for instance, when you finish a world, a lot of worlds were giving you would give you a keyblade that was made it kind of themed towards that world. Um, some of my favorite ones. Uh, or I think probably my favorite one is called the Divine Rose, um, and that is something that you get near the end of the game uh, from Belle. Um, is it Belle? Is that her name? Yes. Well, you get it. Yeah, you get it in Hollow Bash. Oh, you do get it from Belle. Um, yeah, you yeah. get it from Belle, and it's supposed yeah, to symbolize the, the Rose from Beauty and the Beast, and so it's like Divine Rose, mm-hmm. and so it has like it's just a super cool thing. But you know, they have yep. those for Agrabah. They have those for, you know, several other worlds. And it's Mm -hmm. just something that really increases the immersion of the game and how, you know, how they kind of paid attention to details when they're trying to put these worlds together, right? We have all these different Disney collaborations. And speaking of collaborations, I can't believe we forgot to mention this. But as you're journeying throughout the worlds... Not only do you have Donald and Goofy with you, but you also, in certain worlds, have the option of adding another party member that is specific to those worlds. For instance, in Deep Jungle, Tarzan can be a part of your party. Yes. In Agrabah, Aladdin can be a part of your party. Same thing Mm -hmm. with Neverland. You have Peter Pan. Ariel and Agrabah. Yeah. Ariel in Atlantica, uh, mm-hmm. Jack Skellington in Halloween yes. Town. Um, are those the only ones that are added to your party? No, Beast? in Hollow Bastion, you can get Beast. Yeah, Beast. I was just about to say Beast. Beast. Yeah. Now, one setback is that in Kingdom Hearts 1, and it might have been for Kingdom Hearts 2 as well, I can't remember off the top of my head. But you have to substitute one of your party members out. So you would never have Donald, Goofy, Sora, and Aladdin, right? You kind of have to pick and choose who you wanted to add in there. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you would, you know, have to decide, am I going to focus on my healer, who typically is Donald Duck. Donald Duck's a sorcerer, whereas Goofy is like a knight to King Mickey's, you know, battalion or what have you. And so you Mm -hmm. had to prioritize that, but, you know, it's just sad that we can never have all four characters together. I feel like that would be pretty cool to run around with Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Tarzan. 
Yes. Especially since Tarzan's like crazy strong when you first get to that world. Yes, I think he's like he level is. 20 at base. And I think by the time you get to that, I mean, I guess by the time you get there, you could be level 20 or I've always been like level 15. So I'm like, what the crap? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because you don't, um, I was trying to think of the other worlds if you got anybody else to go with you, but Monstro, no. Olympus, no. Uh, Wonderland, no. So yeah, I think it was just those that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. That's something to really point out or to point out too, is that not every world has a companion and not every world has a specific keyblade either. Right. Um, like I don't believe Atlantica, you get a keyblade chain. So I don't think it yes. changes your keyblade. You do. You do. There I was must be getting confused with the second one. Yeah. Yeah. The I don't think that one, if you follow the story in Atlantica, I don't think you get it. I think you have to like find it in a treasure chest somewhere or something, but there is a Atlantica's themed keyblade. Oh. I've never gotten it. Is that same wow. way with uh it's the same way with Traverse Town. You you don't get the Oblivion keychain until um you visit Hollow Bastion for the first time and you do a Trinity mark somewhere in like the little sewer thing where you see Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, they have, they have a lot of, um, keyblades, you know, I'm looking up them up here. There's one for wonderland. It's a Trinity mark in wonderland. Um, they have one in Olympus Coliseum. They have one for deep jungle. They have Agrabah hmm. Halloween town. Um, there is one in Atlantica, and it is just for unlocking the keyhole. Um, it's the crab claw. It's the one that has oh. the crab on the end. Um, oh, so it is story-based. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I remember now. I just remember I, I hated that world so much. I just tried to purge everything from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Wow. Some okay. of these I'm, like, forgetting about, but there's one. There's even one for <laughs> for... Lionheart defeat Leon and Cloud in the Hades Cup. Metal Chocobo defeat yep, Cloud. I remember those. Hercules I Cup. got those. Yep. I mean, I Ly- like Lionheart. When I when I played Lionheart. through and one hundred percent of this game, it was back in two thousand. Uh, I think it was two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. And so you know, I went back recently and like replayed it, but I was just you know going for the story, getting a feel of the gameplay. And so I didn't do all those extra, you know, boss fights. I didn't fight the Phantom. I didn't fight Kurt Zizza. I didn't go for for any of those special things. And so, man, those Keyblades sound amazing. I kind of want to find that save file and go and play with some of those because that sounds like fun. Honestly, same. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I know we have um, we have a hard cutoff for this episode as far as time goes. Um, and we're approaching that fast and we have some, you know, announcements we want to make regarding the future of the show. Uh, but boys, does anyone have any final thoughts on kingdom hearts before we wrap things up and give our final reviews? Um, Travis go first. Oh, well, okay. So I'd (laughs) say that there's a lot more to this game than what we talked about. And I think easily we probably all collectively could have been here for another two or three hours talking about everything in this game. Hands Um, down. So if you are at all curious, uh, they've made this game easily accessible through Nintendo, through Xbox, PlayStation, um, maybe not quite yet the PS5. 
but I know on Xbox it was, I don't know if it still is or not, but um, did they remove it from that too? Yeah, it's no longer on Game Pass. However, it is on, um, if you have PS Plus Extra, um, all the Kingdom Hearts games at this time are now on PS Plus Extra. So you can play all the way from number one to the recent release of Melody of Memory. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a really good deal. So, but yeah, I mean, however you game, um, definitely check this, this series out because it is one that if you love Disney and you love Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy, um, I mean, it's going to drive your love for this game so much more. So definitely, definitely check it out. I concur. I concur. Uh, DJ, what you got for us? All right. Um, just a few more quick things that we have forgot to talk about as far as story goes. Um, Riku gets manipulated by Maleficent to turn his back on Sora because she says that Sora turned his back on him. Long story short, um, you save Riku there at the end. He helps you out. And we forgot about the biggest big bad of them all besides Maleficent, and that is Ansem the Wise. I just popped in my head as Travis was talking that we didn't even mention him yet. But um, <laughs> yes, that last boss fight is an absolute pain in the butt. But um, no, Ansem, um, who later becomes Zimnis and Xehanort and that whole other twisted, convoluted mess that we can't We're really talk about right now. To episode yes. one, buddy. Yes, yes. Ansem is the is the um, the final boss fight there. What, uh, what a challenge, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, definitely love this game. Can't wait to do more on the kingdom hearts series. Hopefully we'll get some more of that in uh, season two, but, um, but yeah, that's it for me. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, well, this game is a game that I love very dearly. Um, in fact, I would say that it is a dearly beloved game that I hold, uh, onto and hey. I mm-hmm. I love playing it. In fact, I actually have a Christmas Day tradition. Um, and sometimes, if it doesn't happen on Christmas Day, it'll happen on Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas. Um, but a perk of being a teacher is that you always have vacation during Christmas time. And for the past four years, what I do on Christmas Day is I turn on my Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 Remix PS4 game, and. I go straight to the theater mode and I watch all of the cutscenes. Because if you sit and you watch all the cutscenes, it's a solid four, five hours. And that is how I spend my Christmas. Especially it started a couple years ago when I had Christmas Day all by myself. And I was absolutely okay with that. I even lit a candle and live streamed the candle for an hour and 62 minutes. Um, while also throwing a cheese puff into the fire. And I didn't realize how fast those things could burn. And since that day, you know, it's been something that I do all the time. And so with that, you know, just for nostalgia purposes and the fact that I love this game so much, Kingdom Hearts for me is going to get a 9 out of 10. Very nice. Very nice. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I'm I'm gonna have to give it a perfect ten. I mean, I can't I can't think of a reason not to, other than looking for the items you need to, you know, do your synthesizing. Which again, something else we didn't talk about. But 
you know, I'm, I'm still a few items away from having everything synthesized on my save file. And that's a pain in the butt, but all that aside, I'd, I'd still give it a 10. You know, the thing is, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, but as Travis said, we could easily talk about this game for another, I would say more than two or three hours. We could talk, talk about every nook and cranny of this game, you know, it would we get have in depth. Final Fantasy X, <laughs> and we don't need that because even with that, we'll 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 dive into that later on in life. Um, but you know, I would say the reason behind my nine out of ten is because while I love this game, it is not my favorite in the series. Therefore, I'm that not. I'm going to save that perfect score um, mm-hmm. till then. But Travis, go ahead. My apologies. You good, you good. Uh, I'd have to agree with Ben. Um, in all honesty, the like some of the aspects of this game were really like most of them were really great. Um, I did hate the gummy ship, and I hated how like difficult they made that. So for me, that was a big kind of like, uh, like if they could just make that a mini game and do something you do on the side or whatever, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say yeah, probably a nine because um, it was a great game. I have very fond memories of it from a kid from growing up um, and the gummy ship and a couple of other things. Um, I feel like the beginning Island just starts out a little slow. Um, and yeah. so it does take a little while to get going the forewarning, but once you get past it, it picks up like that and, and yes. I encourage you to play it. So yeah, nine. All right. Oh, you boys have convinced me. I will drop my rating to a nine and I, I do that not out of pressure, but out of, like Ben said, there's at least 10 more games in the franchise, easy, you know, and there's so many different ratings, and there are some games that are better and stronger, but this is the first one in the franchise. This is the staple. This is the marker that set the tone for a very beautifully, masterfully crafted story. Um, but yeah, I I will go with you guys also and say and say nine instead of ten. So, my goodness, there are ten more games in the franchise, at least. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow! And that's if you count all. That's if you count all the mobile games. There might even be more. Oh my god! Yeah, I just googled it. It says there's thirteen uh, games. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is he saying? In ten? T- there's not ten games. There is. Yeah. No, but what's crazy is is you have to literally play almost every single one of those games yes. in order to get an idea of what the story yep. is. Yep, yep, yep. It's That's like the Marvel crazy. Cinematic Universe for gaming. Everything's all intertwined and interconnected. Like you can't just watch Iron nope. Man three and understand, you know. Well, I will say, I will certain say, things. I will say that with that, you know. With the MCU, you can watch each standalone movie and understand things. There's just going to be subtle references that you won't understand. Obviously, if you watch Endgame before watching Infinity War, that's not going to be any good. You know, because that's like a direct sequel. But as far as like, you could watch Iron Man 2 without watching Iron Man 1 and get the gist of what's happening. Fairly Yeah, fair enough. Um, Whereas Kingdom Hearts... You're, if you only play Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, you're going to have a hard time knowing what is going on. And, yep. you, you know, a big gap whether or not that is, you know, good or not for them to be numbered in that way to where, you know, you just think these are 1, 2, and 3, 
which fans of the series know, like, those are the big ones. Those are the ones that are on the big platforms. Because a lot of the other games, they're coming out on, like, the Game Boy Advance. They're coming out on the DS. They're coming out, you know, on mobile. They're coming PSP. out on the PSP. Exactly. And so the main console games are the ones that are numbered. And like DJ and Travis has said, we can talk about this series, this game for hours. Uh, but we're actually not going to do that, you know. We highly recommend you play this. Um, it is available yes. on all modern consoles. Um even on PC. So if you want to check this out, oh, you definitely right. should. Um, mm-hmm. But as we mentioned, this is our last episode of 2022. Um, so we are going to be jumping, kicking things off in 2023 um, with a new slate of games, um, a new slate of content. And we're, we're excited to share more details, but we're not ready to share them just yet. So tune in to our Twitter at Why Not Game Pod because we're going to be releasing some awesome information there, um, and we're also going to be releasing a a teaser um, into what season two is going to look like in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. If you don't have alerts set for for the show, go ahead and set that up either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. However, you watch the show. You know, go ahead and sign up for those alerts so you're notified. Um, and as always, you know, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with us. It's been a fabulous 25 episodes, and we're looking forward to many more in 2023. Uh, but, boys, before we sign off, is there any final words for our, our fellow gamers in the year of 2022? Yeah, guys, thanks. Thanks so much for the love, the support, the listens. Um, you know, some, some episodes got more plays than others and, you know, that's okay. Every game's not for everybody or, you know, you just might need a break from hearing us talk to you every week, but, um, but, you know, thanks again for hanging out with us as always, guys, we will be active on, on social media over this holiday season. Um, you know, so feel free to drop us a line for game requests or, you know, things that, Maybe you would like us to improve on for season two, things you would like to see us do, you know, what have you. Or if you just want to stop by and say, hey, we're all for it. That's on Twitter at Why Not Game Pod. Um, I've, I know I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun run. Travis, you know, I'm, I'm glad you've been here with us for at least the last, what is it, like seven, eight, nine, ten episodes, somewhere in there? Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, man. It's yeah. It's been great having you on board. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, where we're going next year, the different ideas and things that we are um, getting ready to do. So definitely, please, please, please stay tuned. Be in the lookout for all these things that we are going to be doing. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the next year is just going to be great. And let's finish out 2022 strong, fellas and girls, everyone listening. There are a ton of great games that have either just dropped or are going to be dropping. So finish out strong. Um, I know yeah. coming from your Pokemon professor, uh, Pokemon will be out shortly. So, or well, by the time you're listening to this episode, it will be out. So it will indeed. Um, it will indeed. Definitely eat plenty of food, spend lots of time with yeah. your family, make lots of great memories, guys. And the merriest uh, of Christmas. Yes, yeah. and always always have time to game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. 
And as you're doing all those things, ask yourself, why not? Bang. 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 